Thank you for listening in right now. Glad you could join us. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's have a conversation. Connect with Greener Thoughts online by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in the show notes. You can also connect via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So I want to start off with some episode announcements. The first one is I want to wish you a happy Women's History Month. And I also want to let you know that Arbor Day is always on March the 12th. And then lastly, the International Day of Action for Rivers is on March the 14th. So next is Headlines from the Hemispheres. It's a quick briefing on environmental news globally. The first headline is a bit odd because it's about this animal that has been recently discovered, but it has to do with oxygen and how it doesn't breathe it. So unique non-oxygen breathing animal discovered. You can check out more about it on sciencedaily.com in the science news section. So recently there was this interesting animal that was uh, had its findings about it published in a study recently on actually February 25th in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences by Tel Aviv University. And so this tiny little creature, it's a 10-cell parasite, it lives actually in salmon muscle, so within uh, fish. And it's related to the jellyfish and corals and actually gave up breathing and consuming oxygen to produce energy, which is rather strange. And so other organisms like fungi or fungi and actually amoebas, they actually live in anaerobic environments and they have lost their ability to breathe over time. So that's what's happened kind of with this uh, animal that lives in salmon mussels. According to Professor Hunchen, who led the study, the discovery bears enormous significance for evolutionary research. The second headline is all about fair trade and the industry and how the Fair Trade International did something remarkable. So it achieved something amazing. So Fair Trade International takes prize for most effective label. You can check out treehugger.com for more. So regarding fair trade, anyone who knows fair trade knows that it is a particular industry, not so much corrupt, but it doesn't always get the shine it deserves and there's some flaws to it, but it is a great sort of concept and it's a movement all itself. And so anyone who knows fair trade and, and goods and such will love this news. For me, I love it. So Fair Trade International, it takes the top place in a report published by Fair World Project. It is titled International Guide to Fair Trade Labels. 
It actually analyzed and compared eight fair trade and ethical labels. In the report, it went ahead and showed that Fair Trade International, quote, earned top marks in 31 out of 45 categories, more than any other global label, end quote. And then lastly, the third headline is all about states and taking power back when it comes to electric vehicles. So states take the wheel promoting electric vehicles. And for that story, you can learn more on npr.org. So a quick fun fact, actually a few. The first is that there are 1.5 million electric vehicles on U.S. roads today. And if you hadn't heard of the term range anxiety, it's when EV drivers or electric vehicle drivers, they're worried about not being able to find a place to charge their car or their truck or any other type of vehicle in time. So regarding the news piece, New Jersey actually passed an ambitious law in January, so not too uh, long ago, that aimed at having 330,000 electric cars on state roads by the end of 2025, so in the distant future. And by 2040, down the road a bit more, New Jersey wants 85% of their cars sold in that state to go ahead and be electric. Now the law does include a bit of money, $300 million in rebates over the next 10 years to electric vehicle buyers. So that's pretty big right there. So the source for today's episode podcast comes from NNN.com. You all know it as Mother Nature Network, great site for all things environmental, Really, really great stuff, hands-on, applicable, really, really great content there. And I know it's a really great place to look for information. And so with what's going on in today's world, especially with things like the coronavirus, for example, just nobody likes getting sick. Who likes getting sick? Who likes staying away from family and friends, missing work, missing things that you love, being at home? for long extended periods of time, sometimes it can really wear on you. So I figured, you know, and you may agree with me, that we can, you know, dive into the topic of getting safe, getting healthy, making sure that we're not getting sick for longer by preparing now. So this episode is really something that can apply in the future whenever you get sick or even before you get sick so you can prevent um, getting sick then. And so you can disinfect and you can keep yourself safe from germs. And we can talk about the pros and cons of, you know, what fights germs the best. So I'm going to start off with just the topic at hand, which is essentially how to kill germs effectively. So we're going to look at all these different types of um, things that can kill germs pretty easily. And if you didn't know some things, well, this is the... A podcast to learn and so I'm really happy you could join me so let's start off with bleach bleach not just for hair is a really great disinfectant it truly disinfects bleach is you know a really great familiar go-to everyone either cleans their um, you know toilets or bathrooms with it or maybe they bleach your clothes with it same thing 
And the CDC actually recommends that a household bleach or alcohol solution is really used when it comes to disinfecting. And it's on the EPA's registered list of disinfectants, and these are to keep you safe. The products on the list that the EPA has are not necessarily endorsed by the EPA. They're not. And so that list is always updated as needed. And so I'll talk about that a little bit later. When it comes to bleach, it kills tons of things. It will kill your roundabout bacteria, including uh, staph infection, uh, bacteria, uh, strep, um, E. coli, salmonella, as many tons of viruses in the flu, the common cold, and also coronavirus. That's right. It kills coronavirus. Now, bleach, it can be a real menace, especially if it gets into your soft, sensitive, open tissue areas we have as people. So your eyes, your nose, your um, different uh, orifices you may have, maybe it, it gets into your ears, something like that. It's very dangerous. So beware of that. Bleach is nothing to play with. It's hazardous around little kids, little itty bitties, pets, uh, any other type of wildlife. And it definitely can pose a threat to ecological health uh, for anyone else, for other uh, things that are alive, like plants and such. Number two that can clean really, really well is regular soap and water. The great stuff here, the stuff that we uh, most times have access to if we're not um, in a space that is you know far away from water and also soap it reduces the spread and also the growth of hazardous viruses and bacteria so something like antibacterial soap may kill bacteria which is fine but there is little evidence that it's even more effective than just regular bar soap like maybe dove or shea moisture soap for those who um, love their uh, natural and organic ingredients and also when it comes to antibacterial soap it doesn't necessarily protect you against viruses so in uh, learning about antibacterial soap it sometimes may contain ingredients like triclosan and triclosan is a known endocrine disruptor so you'll find it a lot of times in conventional soaps so liquid soaps and you know that's why natural and organic soaps are best they don't have something like an endocrine disruptor in it uh, to put your health at risk over the long term it can be an issue especially if you're finding that you know you have problems with your endocrine system later on and you look back on the uh, labels for your liquid soap and you find that you know the trickle sand is still in there and now you know that it's a endocrine disruptor ingredient antibacterial soap over time and I know this um, pretty well from when I learned about it years ago is that overuse will definitely contribute to antibiotic resistance for you and it also leads to the rise of superbugs there are tons of videos that Kurt Gazad on YouTube it's a really great uh, channel um, they do multilingual videos, but mainly about all things planetary, science, uh, world, a little bit of sociology there, tons of different topics. And they talked about the rise of superbugs in one of their uh, notable uh, videos that they've done. And over there, they're all about quality over quantity. Now, number three 
is your ammonia-based cleaners. Now, ammonia-based cleaners are not necessarily uh, registered with the EPA as far as being a disinfectant. So ammonia on the list is not one of the EPA's products that they have as clearing any and all uh, types of things that can get you sick, so bacteria, viruses. It doesn't kill everything. Ammonia, it might kill salmonella and E. coli, but it's not effective as a defense against the dangerous staph uh, Staphylococcus uh, bacteria. And you should never mix ammonia with bleach. It's just asking for trouble. Number four, halfway through, is the ammonia-based hand sanitizers. Now, these are very popular. These are what you need to sometimes go for, other than if you're uh, going for alternative hand sanitizers, so your natural or organic types of hand sanitizers. I'll talk about those a little bit later. Uh, ethyl alcohol is the type of alcohol that you should look for in these types of sanitizers. It fights all the gamut of bacteria and viruses that are known out there, and it breaks, actually, the lipid layer of viruses like influenza and the coronavirus and it makes them invalid it makes sure that they don't harm you because that layer is broken for disinfecting types of surfaces that you may have like your kitchen surfaces um, or anything like that maybe on your hands that's a surface technically as well the CDC advises using an alcohol solution with at least 70% alcohol and so for hand sanitizers, this means getting something with at least 60% just to be safe. And alternatively, you can make your own sanitizer. Uh, I will go ahead and talk about that a little bit later as well. Number five is vinegar. So vinegar is something that is a safe alternative to something like bleach. So bleach you can, of course, cook with, I mean, uh, clean with, sorry. You can clean with it. Vinegar, you can clean and cook with it. That's what I meant to say. And as far as research, it proves that vinegar can be quite effective against bacteria and also viruses, including the flu. And of course, it's biodegradable. Now, vinegar is not a registered disinfectant and it does not kill dangerous bacteria like uh, staph, the staph um, bacteria. Number six is hydrogen peroxide. So hydrogen peroxide is pretty useful. A lot of people know about it and it has a ton of antimicrobial properties and it's also effective as a household cleaner. It does many, many things. It is biodegradable as well and it can be extremely concentrated. So be sure to go ahead and dilute it safely. It's extremely dangerous. Um, and it only can be, it should be only used as a disinfectant, disinfectant at concentrations lower than 3%. Number seven is baking soda. Baking soda is really, really useful. It has a million of non uses almost, and it's great to clean with. And another thing to point out is that it's not an effective um, cleaner or fighter against something like different types of bacteria. Your, your, uh, regular types of bacteria, uh, salmonella, E. coli, even staph, it's not effective against killing those types of bacteria. Number eight in the last one is tea tree oil. Tea tree oil is a natural biodegradable antiseptic and it's amazing for its wonders with its properties being antiseptic. So it's minor cuts that it treats, it's wounds, it does a lot. 
even kills fungus and many more things. It is not strong enough to kill tough viruses and bacteria, unfortunately. Regarding today's topic, I loved it. Um, I'm one to be clean, super, super neat freak. Um, I characterize myself as, and cleanliness is next to godliness. That that phrase, that creed, that belief, that cleanliness over anything else is really simple. And it's about peace. It's about being safe. It's about having no worries. If if your space is clean, uh, you are you know top tier echelon. You are um, of 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 God's work. You are um, of a, a higher status in you know a big way. There's a reason why if your space is clean, your head is clear. You are able to think more coherently, able to uh, process better. That's why, um, you know, time management exercises of, you know, scaling, you know, what you can do and in, in, in figuring out how to uh, make time better and to organize your life is so, so important. I know that it's a vital skill in every facet of your life. So either that's work, whether that's your home life, you know, traveling, you know, maybe volunteering, something, you're always going to need to organize. You're always going to need to keep things in order. And with that, um, cleanliness is, you know, something that I think will come naturally. It'll be better um, as time goes on for you. For me, one of my favorite hand soaps ever is the brand method you can find it at tons of places like target that's where i love to go ahead you know and get some hand soap and method i've been a lover of them for a long time when it comes to um the different types of um soaps that method does have i talked quite a bit about it in uh, my podcast episode in January 2020, actually, and it was in the Eco Company Spotlight segment I did there. And so you can check out the episode, Crush the Climate Crisis in Seven Impactful Ways. For more on that, there are uh, multiple uses that um, I didn't really get to in the news portion for the things that we talked about as cleaners, as disinfectants. So vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, tea tree oil, all these I'll talk about really soon in the Mother Earth Minutes. And they have multiple uses for these um, cleaners, for these cleansers, for these uh, disinfectants. So we'll talk about those a little bit and you'll be able to find out uh, the different uses for all these different things. So it's great to make reuse. It's what is a, is a really great thing to do uh, of these uh, types of cleaning solutions. Um, so it's being a little bit eco-friendly there and not being wasteful at all. I want to close a little bit with this uh, story of recently this man who is Matt Colvin and his brother. They actually um, went ahead and, and bought and jacked all the hand sanitizers around that they could find. And, you know, now he cannot sell them and he's forced to donate them. About uh, 7,700 bottles he had left, and he charged upwards of $70 per bottle. He's from the Tennessee area, and he searched far and wide and traveled in his car to go ahead and try and upcharge people. 
and his brother helped them and they, they searched all types of stores around regions uh, in the Tennessee area and beyond, all in the hopes of trying to resell those hand sanitizers for profit. Now, I think it's very selfish of him to go ahead and do that. He's, you know, trying to hoard. And, you know, during this time of the coronavirus that we're living in, um, you know, it's it's absurd that he would go ahead and essentially price gouge for profit. You know, and now that he, um, you know, has caught, he, I think, didn't want to uh, get caught. And if he didn't, he was going to try to, you know, go for gold and, and probably be a millionaire for trying to upsell people on those, uh, you know, hand sanitizer bottles of all types. Um, I think he deserves extreme punishment for that. Um, definitely a huge fine. I know that he's, his business, if he had one, was upended. I don't even know if it was illegal beyond the price gouging factor, but beyond that, you know, you just suddenly store and hoard all these um, types of hand sanitizer and then you want to try and sell it to people? We don't need that. We don't need people who, who during times of crisis will be snakes and be, be rats and will, you know, dog someone else, their fellow man out. It angers me that he, he wasn't maybe put on blast earlier because I found about, I found out about the story like earlier within the month. And, uh, I hope that he gets his just desserts because it's really, uh, hurtful. That's beyond disrespectful. That's beyond scope and reach that he would go ahead and, and selfishly buy up for some odd reason, you know, besides greed, almost 20,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. It's insane the times that we live in, you know, and, um, you know, think about that story. Think about how that story makes you feel. And if you were someone that he knew, his family, you know, what would you say to him? I I couldn't believe the story when I saw it, but it just, it's something I just couldn't wrap my mind around. And then when the reporter was asking him if he was remorseful or anything, he took like a day, uh, a year in a day, you would you would think, to go ahead and answer. And it was just, it was insane how unremorseful he was. And I can just tell he wasn't raised right. So I'm going to leave you with a question. I'm going to leave you with asking, what makes a good soap? What are some of the best soaps that you've used? What ones are memorable? I want to know what are your favorites. Because I have a few, but I want to learn what your favorites are. What's your go-to soap uh, for your body wash, for your hands, for maybe your pets, maybe soaps that you've shared or have special memories attached to them. Maybe your family is a long line of soap makers. I want to know. That would be cool to talk about. Let me know in a voice message. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can do to combat the issue in the episode and protect Mother Earth. The message for this Mother Earth Minutes is that sanitizer safety is a must. So let's go ahead and protect ourselves at all costs, doing things that are simply better. So let's start off with the first thing, which I think is pretty cool, and I've never done this before, but I think it would be a really great goal to do, is to make your own hand sanitizer. Now the recipe you can find on mnn.com, that's mothernaturenetwork.com, 
or um, in referring to that and so they have an amazing recipe that you can find on there as well but I'm going to repeat it with uh, you to go ahead and listen maybe jot down uh, the different ingredients so you'll need six tablespoons of rubbing alcohol that's isopropyl alcohol and at least 60% alcohol by volume next you'll need two teaspoons of aloe vera gel a mixing bowl and spoon a type of funnel and then some recycled and washed hand sanitizer bottles or even a liquid soap bottle number two tip is to go ahead and buy eco-friendly disinfectant products now I talked a bit about different types of hand sanitizers I use the eco-friendly one I'm going to go ahead in in the in the next few days or weeks buy some Perel Advanced Hand Sanitizer Naturals with their plant-based alcohol. It's perfect, doesn't smell crazy, um, and it is plant-based, so it's basically all natural. And um, there is also, just talking about hand sanitizer, there's the EO, Organic Hand Sanitizer Spray that you could use. I talked in length about this uh, type of um, series of eco-friendly and natural hand sanitizers and I talked about it in my filth beyond the fleet study shows US airplane water is beyond disgusting uh, in that podcast episode from September 19th 2019 so you can go ahead and check it out there I talk about 16 diverse hand sanitizers and a lot more number three is to go ahead and learn about uh, more so the cleaners that we talked about earlier. So in that, uh, with the cleaners, there is the uh, vinegar that we talked about. It is a cleaner, it's a fabric softener, it's a pre-treater for your clothes, and it has tons of other uses. Hydrogen peroxide is another one. It is a teeth whitener. It is a grout whitener, so it will clean your grout pretty well. It's a mold killer. You can use it to whiten your clothes as well instead of bleach. It kills your acne. It is really great as a toothbrush disinfectant. And speaking on that, I wanted to buy one, um, a toothbrush disinfectant from this Vermont company. Really great, eco-friendly. I'll probably talk about it in an eco-company spotlight segment in the future. But now, I don't have to buy uh, their toothbrush disinfectant. I can just get some really great affordable hydrogen peroxide and that will do great in disinfecting my toothbrush. You can also use it to clean your contact lenses which I didn't know um, you know was a solution to even use uh, for cleaning so that's great as well and you can also use hydrogen peroxide to get rid of earwax so anyone who has stubborn earwax that is the treatment to use. Next baking soda it treats things like heartburn also certain um, cancer treatments it makes them be improved and neutralizes odors which is a given you can see that on arm and hammer types of products it also extinguishes oil and grease fires and it is a weed killer and it has other uses as well and the last but not least tea tree oil is amazing i talked about it many times before and it is a natural hand sanitizer just by itself it is something that is an insect repellent, so you can wear it out. It's antiseptic. It kills fungus. It's an, a natural 
acne fighter, and it also controls dandruff among other uses. The eco-fact of the day is that catastrophic bushfires in Australia burn an area larger than Tunisia. A billion animals may have perished, leaving some species on the brink of extinction. Smoke from the fires reaches Argentina 6,000 miles away. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the March-April 2020 issue. we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which is where I love talking about tons of eco-friendly companies and services to you and getting those products to you and having you explore them. I've been talking about these different types of companies for a while, since February 2019, and I love buying them and you know investing my time and money and other things in them. And it's always great to share these different things. And so if you haven't heard, I have a different new company that you may or may not have heard of and their products, specifically their bar soaps. So I'm going to let you know about Trader Joe's and their specific product that I love, their bar soaps. So for more than 50 years, Trader Joe's has sustained its commitment to being a great neighbor. The first Trader Joe's store opened in 1967 in Pasadena, California. And today that store is still there and it's still operating and it has the same parking lot. In 1988, when Joe retired, Trader Joe's had 19 stores. Now, wanting to expand their boundaries and push things, they have more stores that opened in both the Pacific Northwest and also the East Coast by the year 1996. Now, more than 20 years later, there are more than 500 Trader Joe's locations. So as far as its commitment to sustainability with, with Trader Joe's, they have some amazing things going on. With their Neighborhood Shares program, Trader Joe's has donated nearly $384 million worth of food and beverages, which equates to about 78 million pounds of food, or 65 million meals served to those in need. Approximately 0.5% of Trader Joe's products were unable to be sold to customers, donated to their food recovery partners, or even composted. So to put that in perspective, the USDA has reported that 10% of food in America is lost at the retail level. Trader Joe's has removed nearly 6 million pounds of plastic from their packaging. That's six times the amount that they committed to at the beginning of 2019. And also, Trader Joe's has recycled over 450 million pounds of materials. That means cardboard, plastic wrap, plastic buckets, and damaged pallets. For more information, please check out their 2019 Sustainability Progress Post on their website or in the show notes. Regarding the product selection of Trader Joe's, you can check them out in uh 
any store that you can go to all the products that they have so you know don't worry they have hundreds of stores nationwide in the US for you to go ahead and peruse you can contact Trader Joe's by going to their website specifically or even in store at any location that they do have you can go to their website at www.traderjoes.com forward slash contact us now my experience of Trader Joe's bar soaps, I love their specific ones, the camel milk and soap uh, with the olive oil and honey, and then also their goat milk and soap with um, their olive oil and honey. So I love both of them. I fell in love with the camel milk and soap you know, bundle. And the goat is great as well. I do love goat products, period. Anyone who knows me knows I love goat cheese. I love uh, goat milk, not just to drink or anything, but in different types of soap products and lotions and things of that sort. Um, camel milk is different. It's exotic. It's foreign. And when I um, tried the different soap and I used it, I loved it. And I, I first went into... Um, the Trader Joe's back in 2017 so uh, not too too far back and it's a perfect product with its price point and then when I used it I was like I want more of this and I had to tell someone so you know this is the perfect time this many years later uh, on the podcast my podcast Green of Thoughts so I figured to tell someone else you know who may not have heard about this amazing soap it is a product of Turkey, so shout out and love goes to Turkey. I love Turkey. And it has, like I said before, the amazing price point. It's very much affordable for almost anybody. It definitely is no waste, so it's like zero waste when it comes to it. Um, there's that reusable canvas bag it has to it, and it's really um, you know, great there. I think it sometimes has a little bit of plastic on the um, bar soap when it comes to the packaging a little bit. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but that's just a cleanliness issue, I guess, on their end. And then um, if you love different in a soap, then you will definitely love this. You know, that camel soap I was talking about, it is amazing. You know, much less, you know, where can you find anything camel? You know, much, many days you can't. You can't find anything camel-like, so, you know, even in a soap. So why not try it? For me, I can't get enough. So regarding Trader Joe's locations, they can be found online on the website, www.traderjoes.com forward slash stores. And Trader Joe's is on the following social media platforms, a Facebook at Trader Joe's, on Instagram at Trader Joe's, all lowercase one word. They're on LinkedIn at Trader Joe's. They're on Pinterest at Trader Joe's and also on YouTube at Trader Joe's. To contact Trader Joe's, you can go to their webpage that's specific to them at uh, contacting them. You can go to www.traderjoes.com forward slash contact dash us. Thank you all for listening in and tuning in to this podcast episode. Be sure to share it and have some fun doing it. If you're into, you know, saving a life, if you're into being cautious, you know, for times like these with the coronavirus going on and even beyond uh, when we all survive this thing, this is the podcast to go ahead and check out, to share 
for anyone who is in the medical industry, you know, let me know how it was, you know, listening to this episode. For anyone who is a germaphobe or anyone who really has maybe some anxieties around cleanliness, you know, let me know how you fare in all of this. I would love to know your story and exchange thoughts and talk about it. So until next time, you all be well. Uh, Stay safe out there and protect yourselves. And as always, I wish you farewell. And I want you to go ahead and take care and to please take care of the planet as well.